0: God wants to not only do a work in our lives, we'll see here, that as Jesus came and was born into the world, uh, Herod, the king, uh, literally was a type of Satan, where the moment Jesus was born, Satan immediately again has always tried to wipe out the line of the Messiah. All the way through the Old Testament. Even to this point in time here.
1: Welcome to Somebody Lives You Radio, the Bible-teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We hope you've enjoyed a truly blessed Christmas. It's good to have you with us again as Roll continues our celebration of Jesus. Today, we'll explore the astounding story of ancient astrologers who tracked the path of a star and unexpectedly found a Savior. Keep listening to Follow the Wise Men in Seeking a Personal Experience with Christ— the Giver of Eternal Life. Today's message is taken from Matthew chapter 2. Here's Raul Reese with the message, The Three Wise Men. Jesus now has been born, and
0: uh, He's not only a little bit older now, but at this particular time now, we find Him in Bethlehem, and we find that the wise men from the east are coming to visit the Lord Jesus Christ. These wise men are pretty incredible people. As a matter of fact, when you look at the wise men, they were coming to worship the king. These guys were from Babylon. They were astrologers. They were heathens. They were literally Gentiles. And here... The Lord is born in Bethlehem in Israel. And the priests and the scribes and the Pharisees. Those of religion wouldn't even travel five miles to see the king. And these guys come from all from the east from Babylon. To worship the king of kings. And the Lord of lords. True seekers of the Lord. Always seem to find the king. I believe that there are people today. That can come to church. And they can sit in a sermon. And they can hear the worship and the music and the words. But if they're not here literally truly trying to seek the truth. They'll never find it. I don't care who it is. And that's really the only way that anybody can find Jesus Christ at any time. And that's what the story is about here. That as... God wants to not only do a work in our lives, we'll see here, that as Jesus came and was born into the world, uh, Herod, the king, uh, literally was a type of Satan, where the moment Jesus was born, Satan immediately again, has always tried to wipe out the line of the Messiah. All the way through the Old Testament. Even to this point in time here. Let's read the story and see how the Lord will speak to our hearts this evening. Beginning with verse 1 of chapter 2 of Matthew. And now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Now you always have been told that there were three wise men. You know, whenever you see uh, the scene of the nativity during Christmas times, what do you see? Three kings. That's not true. That's only a story. In culture in Babylon, these astrologers or readers of the stars literally travel by 70 to 200. They didn't travel by threes. 70 to 200 Babylonians came to see the king. And so we see that these kings from the east, or literally these kings from the east come to Jerusalem. But they're coming to do what? To seek for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Even though they are Gentiles. And they've been looking at the stars. Now, first of all we have to understand that astrology is forbidden in the scriptures. Going back into the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18, chapter 13, chapter 18... The Bible shares with us to the Old Testament people that we are never to go to card readers or palm readers or white magic or black magic or even to those that speak to demons. Why? Because God desires that we would seek Him. But in the Old Testament again, these men, when you actually read the story of the stars, the stars literally have been perverted. Now astrology has perverted the whole thing. Because the gospel is written or was written in the stars. It's incredible. And so man has perverted it from the past. But these men had come as they looked at the stars. And in the stars they saw the sign of the virgin child that was going to be born in Bethlehem. God spoke through the heavens to these men. It's incredible when you read the story. Let's go on and we'll we'll continue on to see what he says here. And they asked a question. They said, where is he? Notice capital H. Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? How do they know that? The Jews didn't even recognize Jesus as the King of the Jews. Here are the Gentiles recognizing Christ as the King of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, many people that have written many commentaries have different opinions about the star. Literally, some say that this was a time when they looked at the stars, they saw Jupiter, and they thought that was a sign of Christ being born. Some others say that this was actually not a star like Jupiter or Mars, but this was a divine star that God had made because the star was literally moving like a comet across the sky. And literally when you read the story, the star led them to the child born in Bethlehem. So there was some kind of a sign that God used to lead these wise men and they were readers of the stars. Look what else he says. Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem was troubled. Uh-oh, when Herod is mad, everybody's mad. I mean, you'll hear a little bit about him in a moment. He killed his wife. He killed his children. He was only four foot four, something like that. He was just a shorty. And very intimidated by everybody. It's pretty amazing, but he was a great builder. He built so many. When you go to Israel with us this next year, we'll take you down to the south and you'll see the actual place in Masada that he built his palace on the rocks. Incredible palace. He built Herodias by Bethlehem. He actually moved this whole mountain to build a palace for himself on top of another mountain. Literally. Incredible place, Herodias. You go down to Caesarea, down by the beach. Beautiful, beautiful area where you literally see all of the things that he built. The stadium that is there and just an incredible place. He built a port where the ships would come in and bring all their trade from all over the world. So this guy was a pretty amazing guy, but he was a very uh, intimidated person in himself. He didn't trust anybody, not even his wife or his children. And then he said, verse 4, And when he had gathered all the chief priests... And the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ would be born. Now that's amazing to me that this king, half Jew, half Gentile, gathers together who? All of the scribes, all of the chief priests, all the people together to do what? To inquire of them where Christ would be born. How many people do you know that inquire about Christ, but they're not serious about Christ? That's Herod. He doesn't really want to worship God in spirit and in truth. We'll get to that a little bit more later on. Verse 5. And so they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophets. Notice how incredible. The scribes and the priests know the Bible. They know the scriptures. They know the prophecies. And yet they never came to believe the prophecies. When Jesus was born, none of them came. And yet, look it. They're giving information. They have the knowledge. But it's not in their hearts. How many people you know like that today? They got the knowledge, but it's not in their hearts. Just like the scribes. And of course, they're reading from the book of Micah 5 two. But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah... Are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Notice they knew the scriptures. Micah 5.2 750 years before Jesus was born. They already knew where he would be born. Bethlehem. And yet they never came to worship the king. And then Herod. When he had secretly called the wise men. Determined from them what time the star would appear. And then he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you find him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Notice his false confession here. And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. And it came to stood over where the young child was there. So that's the star Literally stood over where the child was. He literally let them point it to the Christ. And there stood over the Christ. When the star came with them. And then he says. And when they saw the star. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house. They saw the young child with Mary his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures. They presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. And then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed from their own country another way. Can you believe it? Even God warned them and God spoke to them because they were true worshipers of God. So they would not go back the same way.
1: This is Somebody Loves your Radio with Raul Race. Call us at 800-634-9165 or connect with us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com. For biblical insights to help direct your spiritual journey, catch Straight Talk with Raul on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now back to the final part of today's study. So here we have the picture of these wise men coming
0: from Babylon. But I must confess to you that we know very little about these kings Not too much, we know just a little bit. The word wise men literally means magi. Referred to a group of scholars who study the stars specifically. They're astronomers. That was their job. And then their title connects them with the magic. But they were probably more like astrologers than magicians. That you have in Egypt. And yet however, when you look at the scripture... Their presence in the biblical record is not a divine endorsement by astrology, but by God leading and guiding and pointing out to them. You see, they were not being led by their myths. God was leading them every step of the way. God gave them a special sign and a miraculous star that announced the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who is who? Jesus Christ Himself. And yet, the star led them not only to Jerusalem, but where God's word had told them that the king would be born where? In Bethlehem, the house of bread in the Hebrew. In Micah 5.2. He said, But you, O Bethlehem, a prophet, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, who's going forth from all and from everlasting. When I went to Jerusalem the first time, 1979, we had an Arab uh, tour guide, not a Jew, but an Arab, and it was actually an Arab tour. And they took us to Bethlehem, because Bethlehem is mostly Arabs. And there, you know, at the Church of Ascension, they have a, a place where they literally take you down into this church. And you go down, in it's real dark, and on the floor they have this star. the silver star. And they say, this is where Jesus was born. And of course, the first time I believed it, I was naive. I go, ooh, man, this is where he was born. And then I finally learned that they have all kinds of sites where Jesus was born. So as you take more trips, you learn more about Israel. And so when we think of the King of kings and the Lord of lords being born in Bethlehem, he defines the point in time and the city where he would be born. And so as they were brought, they went to Bethlehem, they worship the Christ child. And then when they brought the gifts, three gifts, which we have here in Matthew 2.1, Some people have really assumed here that there were three wise men from the Orient because, again, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. And that's not true. It's just a myth. When you read historically how they used to travel by caravans, 70 to 200 men would travel together. Because remember, there were thieves on the way. And they would need to be secure as they would go down to Jerusalem. But at the same time, when the caravans would travel, they were always... With bodyguards. Always for protection from robbers. They would come down and they would actually rob and kill. And steal what people had. And so they were very careful when they were coming. But yet we have to remember that again these men were not Jews. They were Gentiles. And yet Jesus had come into the world to do what? To save the Jew and the Gentile. According to the scripture. In John 4.42 it says, Then they said to the woman, Now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this indeed is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. That's the Samaritans. When the woman went and evangelized the whole town, we know that he is the Savior of the world. These men were not poor. They were wealthy. And they were scholars, they were educated in the best universities, and they were scientists at the same time. So they were scholars, scientists, and they were astrologers, as they came from the east to visit the Lord. And then they would read the stars, and they would read the gospel and the stars about the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And yet no scholarly person who follows the light of God gives or can miss worshiping where? At the feet of Jesus Christ. Because that's where it's at. They came and they bowed down and they worshiped Him. In Colossians 2, 3, Paul said, In whom Christ, who are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, for in Christ Jesus dwells, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Christ is all in all. Imagine that. Well, who do we serve today, Amen, The Lord Jesus Christ. Even though He was a baby, He was human, He was God. Never lost His deity while He was born into this world. And yet the magi, or these kings, were seeking for who? They were seeking for a true king. They were the wise men. Seeking after the king. But yet Herod was afraid. He was jealous. And he wanted to destroy the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Again, I told you Herod is a type of Satan in the scriptures. He was actually called Herod the Great by the Roman uh, Senate. Because Anthony, Mark Anthony was influenced by Herod. And so they made him like a puppet king in Judea. Herod was a cruel and he was crafty. He permitted no one, no one at all, not even his own wife, to interfere with his rule or prevent anyone from satisfying his evil desires. He was kind of a pervert. And when you read about his own sons, when you think about the ruthless murder that he committed, he had his own wife uh, killed. Her two brothers were killed because they were suspected of treason against him. So he killed them. That's how paranoid he was. He was married at least nine times. So you know he had a problem. (laughs) Nine wives. In order to fulfill his lust and strength, his political ties with Rome. Notice that. So he was quite a person when you read his history. It is no surprise also that Herod tried to kill Jesus. Why? Because Jesus was like a hero to the wise men. And Herod wanted to be the hero. He wanted to be the king of the Jews. He did not want Jesus to be the king of the Jews and lord of lords. But there was another reason why Herod was not full-blooded Jew. He was not a full-blooded Jew and he hated that. He's an Edomite. He's actually the last Edomite. After him and his children, there was no one ever again. There are no Edomites today. Just like the Bible said it would happen. They were all wiped out. The Edomites. The line of actually Herod. We have it in Obadiah chapter 1 verse 10. Where God said the violence against your brother Jacob. Shame shall cover you. And you shall be cut off forever. Speaking of what? Of the Edomites would be cut off. And God did it. Just as he said in the book of Obadiah one ten. He said he would do it and he did it. These magis or wise men. We're coming again to seek the king of kings. And yet Herod was doing what? Whenever you're going to seek the Lord, what is Satan going to do? He's going to oppose you. And that's exactly how Satan was using King Herod to oppose the work of God by agreeing and saying, Hey, when you find him, let me know so that I can come and worship him. But he didn't really want to worship the Lord. He wanted to kill the Lord. That's why they never came back. They took another way. As God warned them. Because God knew the heart of Herod. And God knew the heart of these wise men. That came from Babylon. Even as God tonight knows our own hearts. As we stand in the presence of the King. Jesus Christ. How we need to be careful. How we worship God. Now these gifts that they brought. To the King are very interesting. The gold. Stands for what? The gift for a mighty king. That is, it speaks also of His what? Deity. He is God. Not only the Son, but He is God. And the goal speaks again of what? Of His divine deity as God. The frankincense is the gift for a priest. So we see not only His kingship, His priestly order, and then we see Him as what? As A servant. As you'll see the gifts here. Frankincense, the gift of a priest. It was in the temple worship, at the temple sacrifices, that the sweet perfume of frankincense was used in their worship. The function of a priest is to do what? To open the way to God for men, as he would become what? The mediator between men and God. In the Old Testament. God would speak to the priest, the priest would speak to the people, the people would speak to the priest, the priest would speak to God. That once Jesus Christ came, He became the mediator between God and man. You see? We don't have to go through Mary now or through any priest or any person. You yourself can go right to the throne of grace, to the throne of God, as you come through Jesus Christ our Lord. And He will hear you and He will speak to you. That's what the Bible teaches.
1: We pray today's message has moved you to follow the Magi and worshiping Jesus as your Messiah, priest, and king. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Roll Reese. If you'd like to hear today's message again, the three wise men, call us at 800-634-9165. And for a donation of $5 or more, we'll send you a complete unedited version. We'd also like to tell you about a resource that will enrich your faith with a deeper understanding of God's love. Available on both CD and a USB drive, Rawls' four-part series titled The Birth of Jesus Christ brings clarity to the reason why God's only Son left heaven for a stable. As you discover how Jesus miraculously fulfilled ancient prophecy in His mission to rescue us all from sin, you'll find a fresh sense of wonder at the feet of your Savior. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order a series titled The Birth of Jesus Christ. We'll send you this four-message study for a gift of $18 on CD or $10 on an MP3 thumb drive. That's 800-634-9165. If you'd like to order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We encourage you to make full use of our many free resources. Look for us on Spotify and iTunes for podcasts of all of these programs. You'll also want to download our app for convenient access to live-streamed teaching and a wide range of Bible study helps. If you have questions about Jesus and God's gift of salvation, you can email Rawl directly at PastorRall at SomebodyLovesYou.com. We're also very happy to pray with you to begin a personal saving relationship with the Lord. Don't hesitate to call us at 800-634-9165. We are a listener-supported ministry, and we are thankful for your partnership as we share the hope of the gospel on these programs. Join us next time for more insight into Jesus' merciful, powerful love. Exploring how Christ came into the world as the sinless son of God and personally experienced the weakness of humanity, we'll see how he is uniquely qualified to be our Savior. Here's Roll once again with a closing comment from today's lesson.
0: The Latin word for priest is pontifixus, which means a bridge builder. The priest is the man who builds a bridge between what? Man and God, just like I told you. So that's what Christ did. And yet, the third gift is interesting. The mirror. What did it speak of? It spoke of his death. It is a gift that one you give when he dies. The mirth was used to embalm the bodies of the dead. Jesus came into the world to do what? To die for the sins of the world. He came to give his life for you and for me. And so when these wise men came in, they brought these gifts, and every one of the gifts spoke, not only of His kingship, His priestly order, and then we see Him as He is going to die, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Just like John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life everlasting life. The life that God wants to give to each one of us individually as we come to Him completely. I am in love with you.
1: This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.